Hello and welcome to Media MD, your weekly prescription for media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this week we're in between watching Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, the Netflix series. Um, so we thought we'd bring you a piece of off-week content. We'll be doing a You May Also Enjoy for media that you might also enjoy from previous recommendations. And this time we'll be talking about something that I think we've both wanted to talk about for a while, Elliot, which is yeah. Ward. Yes. Uh, so this is the sequel to Worm, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, was one of our episodes about a year ago. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, obviously, as the sequel to Ward, we feel that if you enjoyed Worm, you may also enjoy Ward. No way. Um, I think, yeah, really, both of us were just looking for an excuse to talk about it more because we both really like it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we had an episode on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like, what, a few weeks ago? And that ended up being like 30 or 40 minutes long after we edited it down. and I'm 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 going to be honest with you, Elliot. I, I think <laughs> this episode has the potential to go that way, but we'll try and not. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to not hit the indulgence too hard. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a, well. That's a very all right, we're niche diving into it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it basically only applies if you listen to this episode immediately, because that <laughs> point has only just been made in one of the latest um, chapters. So, should we explain what Ward and Worm is for those people who might not have been with the podcast yeah. for that long? Um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, you should probably go back and read, oh, listen to our Worm episode if you haven't mm-hmm. already, because uh, yep. I think we cover it pretty well there. But basically, Worm is uh, superhero stories done right, um, and in particular in the written word format, which um, the author, who's John, uh, John McRae or Wildbo, mm-hmm. Uh, he puts that to really good use, um, particularly in Worm, more so than in Ward so far, I think. Um, mm. Like the the main character in Worm, Taylor, her superpower just won't work anywhere nearly as well in any future adaptations that I'm sure will take place at some point. Yeah. Um, look, obviously a lot of the things we liked about Worm are stuff that we like about Ward. Um, yeah. Characters, well, I mean, not the same characters, but the same kind of style of of well-written characters, the, the same setting, um, the same yeah. kind of innovative use of and, and interesting use of, of superpowers and and interesting kind of um, extension of the question of what would actually happen in a realistic, maybe not 100% realistic, but quite realistic uh, real-world setting if superpowers did start appearing, like, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. Um, and so obviously we don't need to kind of get into that too much again because... If you want to hear more about that stuff, you should go check out our episode on Worm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk about what we're enjoying about Ward that's different from Worm? Yeah. Well, I guess Ward so far is definitely a lot slower, um, I mm, would say. Slow paced. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're at the moment it's rounding off its fourth arc, which... Um, you know, the story is divided into arcs, which are then also each, you know, like five to 15 chapters. <laughs> 15, so basically an, an arc an arc is like a third of a book, basically. Uh, yeah, kind of words, word count wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're reaching about the fourth, at the end of the fourth arc of Ward. And if I think mm-hmm. about where um, Worm was at this point... That was about when the city was starting to get destroyed by a mad bomb <laughs> bomber, basically yeah, blowing up the whole city. Yeah, things had already progressed a lot further yes. and not in a good way. Uh, whereas, 
so far in Ward, the protagonist seems to be keeping everything from going completely to shit. Yeah, so let's just put it out there that we're going to get into some Ward spoilers here. Um, yeah. Because I think it's important. Um, the the kind of themes of Worm were to do with escalation and um, justification and, and morality. Like, you know, what's okay to help people? What's what's the value of the trade-off between hurting people to save lives? That kind of thing. Um, featured very prominently in Worm. Uh, and it doesn't as much in Ward. Ward is a story about trauma, right? Well, I think so. That's I think interesting. That's I because I would have actually phrased it um, as I, I would say Worm is about trauma, like the the whole concept of trigger events mm. and and how broken every parahuman is mm. um, in Worm. It, it's it's all about trauma, and then Ward is actually about healing and yeah, sure, about dealing better. with trauma. Yeah, whereas that's so fair. Worm Worm analyzed how trauma affects people and then Ward mm. is sort of analyzing it, how people can try and heal from their trauma. Yeah, and, and not even necessarily heal from trauma, but how, how people can try and recover from things yeah. that when you hear them described to you, you would say that's the kind of thing that someone will never recover from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, not necessarily how people can recover from trauma that was done to them, which is obviously a, a major part of 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 the lives of each of the main characters, but um, how a world can recover from a trauma that was done to it. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, cause, exactly. Cause worm, it was all about individuals and their traumas and how it affected them. Mm. Ward's also examining a little bit how a global trauma affects society. Yeah. And honestly, this is something that I'm loving about Ward um, so much is, is that theme. I, I find that theme very fascinating of, of dealing with trauma and recovery from trauma I find it very interesting um, for the same reason, in, in the same way I liked something we talked about recently, which was Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which um, yeah. kind of starts to deal with a lot of these themes throughout its third season. Um, yeah, there has been some some kind of weird similarities between those two uh, as yeah, Ward and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend coming out. <laughs> there's, there's some weird overlap that stands out because nothing else about those two stories overlaps at all. Yeah, well, I mean, until we get our musical themed uh, cape <laughs> the uh, music master of the parahumans universe um so yeah i i find it a fascinating subject matter for each of the main characters in ward who are all parahumans in a kind of uh you know group group therapy uh, support group kind of thing who then decide to form a team together um it's a little more nuanced than that but yeah well and let's i mean just go it, with that as, the... a, as a blanket statement for now <laughs> yeah uh, and then you've got the protagonist who, you know, obviously every parahuman has some sort of trauma that's largely driving them and, and driving the fact that they got their powers. Um, yeah. But the protagonist in Ward um, also has like a additional trauma, bonu just a bonus super trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, um, so just as if everybody else in this world isn't messed up enough, we're focusing on a character who's been through even more. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because obviously the concept of, of trigger events in Worm is, hey, imagine the worst possible thing that could happen to you and then that becomes a part of your life forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's interesting because the, the trigger events for most of the characters in Ward aren't necessarily their trauma, right? Like for Victoria, her trauma isn't, the fact that she triggered her trauma is some of the situations that led to her trigger and also other stuff that happened to her after or um yeah 
for characters like Tristan and Byron, who are, who's the fucking saddest story, the, these two characters who are twins and they're triggered together and the kind of um, fucked up mental logic of, of the shards meant that they now share a body. Um, and so their trauma isn't that the thing that led to their trigger. Their trauma is just the fact that they each are living half a life or even you know, yeah. less than half a life. Um, That's actually, because I, I never thought about how that extends more. I, I, I guess I'd thought about that in terms of Victoria, but I hadn't mm. extended it to the rest of the group, but you're right. They're, um, they're all messed up beyond just their trigger event, which, which wasn't really true for most of the main characters in the last book, except probably Brian. Um, yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> we warned you. Um, yeah, it, it's just... I'm a sucker for this, um, Elliot. I'm, I'm a sucker for... I, I don't know what it is about me, but I'm a sucker for fucking, like, therapy <laughs> in, in fiction. Well, see, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that I was either, but it's mm. done so well in Worm and Ward in particular mm. that it, it's impossible not to love it. And I think I even remember there's... There's a point in early Ward where um, Victoria first goes and s- talks to um, the world-famous psychiatrist, um, mm-hmm. Dr. Yamada. Yep, the hero and, of uh, all parahuman stories. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, you know, all the people on Reddit um, were just sort of talking about, like, oh, thank God that superhero fights over, so now the superhero can go and talk to a therapist. <laughs> yeah. It's like top, it's always... top five things you didn't think you'd say before, su- before reading Worm. This happened a lot in, in Worm as well, where it's like, oh, man... I really just want all the characters to go to this one therapist. <laughs> like, um, no, but th- there's another uh, piece of, of media that I was going to recommend for the podcast, but I never really got around to it. Um, an audio drama called The Bright Sessions, which Ward reminds me of quite a lot. It's a a podcast about a therapist who, I mean, a para, like essentially a parahuman therapist, a therapist who works with people with superpowers. Um, and okay. it basically just is audio documentation her own personal notes that she takes during therapy uh, okay. sessions with these people sure. um and it's it's fascinating because i i had before the bright sessions and before worm and, and and ward i'd never really thought of the concept of superpowers as something that is so inherently traumatic right um something that's so inherently world shattering that it that it changes your whole mentality and it changes you know, the foundation of your personality. I mean, Um, the only thing I can think of that's really talked about that much that I've seen um, would be from the Watchmen movie, the the blue mm, guy. Dr. Uh, Manhattan. Sure. Um, That's his name. He, he, yeah, because like his whole thing was that he he got so powerful that he just sort of became distant because he was Mm. like all seeing or, or something. So like he just sort of became disengaged with, you know, his personal stuff which you know made a lot of sense yeah i i think i want i want to comment on something on what i just said which is that i think a lot of superhero media portrays the struggles of having powers um you know the classic is probably spider-man fighting with the responsibility of his powers and and this kind of weird guilt complex that he has based around that um yeah but it doesn't the link to therapy as as something that should be inherently thought about for superheroes is something that i've never really seen that much before and it's such a natural pairing and it works so well in ward that it's yeah it's something that i want to see so much more of <laughs> it, it does work so well especially in ward because of this world that wild bows built where you know parahumans are so messed up and they're such that 
they're real people. You know, they're people. They're people who have been fucked up by their situation. And, and to um, me, like, because I would have said one of the strengths of Worm was, oh, I mean, this, you know, I can make a list, but one of the big things were <laughs> was the um was the characters, yeah, and the the way the characters were written, and I think that's something Ward is sort of already destroying it in, um, like Ward's yeah. just kicked it up a notch, and yeah, because because on the other hand, the other thing I really liked about Worm was the was particularly Taylor's power and how novel it was and how. It, interesting it kept the fighting and mm. i'm still worried that victoria's power set doesn't really have that same sort of longevity and interestingness in combat but um i yeah. mean ward has focused a lot less on combat so far so it hasn't yeah. really been a problem and i think it's 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 interesting to think that all of of uh team therapy or the misfit toys or whatever you want to call them um they all us have powers that are so different from each other and they all have powers that affect their personalities and, and, you know, basically mess up their lives in such different ways. Yeah. I, I, I really don't think that there's going to be a, a want for more interesting power shenanigans based on the team composition so far. No. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just, um, I, I guess Taylor's unique perspective on the, on the battlefield really just, Mm. um, and then her novel uses of her power just sort of constantly surprised and amazed me. And I don't yeah, see that happening fair. as much with Victoria, definitely with, with some of the other members of the team. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Ward, Ward seems to sort of acknowledge that by just not focusing as much on combat so far. And yeah. It's, for me, that's, that's working. It's, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think potentially Kenzie, who, who has a power that is very, uh, observation driven will will, yeah uh, might play that a similar role to that um yeah i can see that something that's interesting to me about ward is it's like it's a sequel like the novelty of what worm is is gone right like gone from ward and and that's such a worm was so different when i read it it was so different to any other superhero media or, or science fiction that i had read before and that's why I loved it so much. Uh, well, one of the reasons why I loved because it so much. Because it was different for all the right reasons. Like, it fixed yeah. problems that, it, particularly a lot of superhero stuff that I've seen has. Yeah, and um, and and because of that, that means that Ward has had such a high bar to clear to reach the same level of admiration that I have for Worm just because it's the second thing, you know? Um, yeah, well, it's the same with, like, um, like, I remember going and seeing Guardians of the Galaxy and coming out and... Mm just thinking that was the greatest thing ever because i went in with pretty mediocre expectations yeah. i didn't really know anything about it <laughs> i mean no one did right yeah whereas then guardians of the galaxy 2 was f- fantastic but i didn't leave the cinema with the same just sort of sense of awe because i had gone in expecting another guardians of the galaxy so even when that was sort of delivered it just didn't hit you the same yeah um yeah and i think that's a that's a good comparison because guardians 1 was novel guardians 2 was not as novel, but was telling, I think, an emotionally richer kind of story, you know? Um, yeah, well, that's definitely what Ward is, yeah. is doing so and, far. And obviously Ward is, if we go by the kind of length of Worm, Ward is maybe four months into what will be a two-year-long uh, thing that <laughs> that I'm following. So it's, yeah. it's too early to really call any comparisons in, in that regard. But Ward yeah. is living up to Worm, which is basically the highest praise i could give anything ever <laughs> um 
Yeah. So honestly, I mean, I, yeah. I, I guess for me as well, having only really finished Worm, um, you know, a, a, a half a year before Ward started, I almost feel like Ward would have to be pretty bad to not have me super excited to just be getting more. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel if that, that for makes sure. Sense. Um, but I mean, this is something that that I've talked to you about, but I haven't talked to the rest of the, you know, I haven't I haven't talked about it on the podcast, which is some of Wildbo's other stories. I mean, I've read pact which is one of his other stories and I haven't read twig yet um and i loved yeah. pact i think i i love it almost as much as worm probably about the same um but it's not worm it's not so different like it, it's different in a lot of good ways and it has a lot of strengths that worm has but it's not so subversive or or it doesn't like fix problems in a genre that that i had never really noticed before you know um <laughs> yeah 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 because it's definitely i mean that's true worm really Worm and Ward—they really change the way you watch and read all other superhero yeah, things. It, it honestly, it, to it's a impossible detriment. not to draw comparisons <laughs> and just constantly be like, "Worm did this better." Yeah, um, yeah, and and that implicitly hurts my appreciation of Pact uh, as I kind of reflect on it more because it wasn't like it wasn't viewpoint defining. It wasn't kind of reality altering, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've gone off on a, on a weird tangent here, but I, I wanted to ask you about one thing, which is, um, so you read Worm after it was finished, as did I. I, I read it after yeah. it was finished, or probably like a year after it was finished. Um, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how you think uh, following Ward as it as it is up is as it is created is going uh, created live. Yeah, right? I mean, I was I was pretty worried um, because. I, I mean, I, I did actually go through Worm fairly slowly, but that was sort of by choice. Um, I was intentionally doing like, you know, maybe one chapter a day or something. Mm. Uh, then, If when... I remember correctly, Elliot, you listened to it all on like a huge long road trip. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. At the start, when we did our first two weeks, we right. recommended it to yeah, me. Yeah, you got through a lot uh, for two I weeks. I chewed through it. And then after that, I sort of slowed yeah, down yeah, a fair sure, bit. Yeah, sure. um, but yeah, uh, it, I, I was quite worried, but it actually hasn't been a problem. And I think that's because two to two to three weeks, sorry, two to three chapters a week mm. is actually pretty, like... It's a pretty good It's a pace. pretty large amount. Yeah. And, and it, you know, that's you're only being left for three or four days without really getting anything tops. And um, then there's all the supporting content. So, I mean, I, I started listening to We've Got Worm mm. at the start of the year, um, and which is now We've Got Ward. Um, yeah. And that's basically two guys who are really insightful and good at literary analysis, which mm. is something I haven't done since high school. I think they're mainly uh, kind of film. Uh, they, they So from a lot of the other podcasts which I've listened to, they are, they do a lot of really insightful film breakdown kind of stuff. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, they've, they've mentioned a bit of that in We've Got Wormord, um, mm. which is the only thing I've listened to. But, I mean, I definitely recommend... Because I basically used that. I, I was feeling like rereading Worm, mm. but I didn't want to commit to something that long. So I decided to just listen to their podcast, which basically goes through every chapter bit by bit. And then they talk about what's working, yeah. you know, do literary analysis, do character analysis. It's really good. Yeah, and it is. So it's very good. You, I recommend it. If, if you're going to read it, it's a great companion to sort of, at the end of each arc, listen to their episode. Um, or if you're thinking about rereading maybe do we've got worm instead yeah that's what i did as well because i i found that to to be a just a bit of a difference and you get to vicariously live through scott as he experiences it for the first time yeah 
Um, although, I mean, I did originally do it because I thought their podcast would be shorter than rereading All of Worm, <laughs> but I don't think that was actually true. I think I compared their podcast to the audiobook and it's it's almost as long. So mm. uh, they they really go on, but I in saying that, even though they go on for a long time, I never found myself getting bored. Yeah. They're always uh, talking about good stuff. It's a... It, I, I, I found it very enjoyable because I, I, I devoured Worm very... Um, speedily I, I fell so deeply in love with it that it was just like i just want to read this constantly and uh their format yeah. is people who have to produce a podcast about it to um really dive into it quite deeply each week and so that that kind of forces them to to stop and and take stock of everything and really kind of um yeah really dive into it at a deeper level which is 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 very enjoyable um e- yeah exactly and and I mean that allows them to look at things a bit differently. Like they talk a lot in the podcast about how, uh, or Matt, the guy who already read it when he mm-hmm. read it the first time, he sort of saw everything just through Taylor's perspective and was agreeing with her on a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I definitely did the same thing. And then yeah. sort of listening to their podcast, I uh, I sort of knew Taylor had her issues, but it wasn't really till I listened to their podcast that I realized how many issues <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah she totally does choke out an 18 year old kid with a bunch of bugs down his throat and almost kills him mm. yeah because definitely when i read that or listened to it at the time i was just like oh man this sucks but she does need to do it yeah i mean she's got her reasons you know oh she's justified <laughs> <laughs> objectively thinking about it later you're just like no she was Wait, just being yeah, an idiot yeah, yeah. um so I, I should point out again that that podcast is we've got worm or or now we've got ward which is a production by the daily planet uh team yeah um d-a-l-y yeah and i i listen to some of their other podcasts um the daily planet show and, and one called vow to view which are both kind of very good film and and kind of culture discussion podcasts i'd also recommend those yeah yeah no i definitely recommend it those guys are yeah really insightful and it's a great great way to add to your amount of worm and ward content yeah totally um because yeah so to answer i guess to circle back (laughs) right right back to your question on how i'm going with between we've got ward the ward chapters Mm. and the audiobook that's just a few arcs behind um you know, there's it's like about six hours a week of, of worm slash ward content coming at me. Yeah, not to mention all the beautiful fan art. Yeah, and the yeah exactly, and the stupid amount of time I spend on the subreddit. Yeah, um, yeah. Because uh, I mean that I mean so far the worm community has been one of well, one of the many strengths I think mm. um, personally like, compared to uh, subreddits of other movies or, or TV shows or stuff that I've been in, which can get pretty toxic. Mm. Um, arrow yeah the worm one is is a pretty positive place and and there's a lot of reasons for that but i think part of that is just kind of the niche nature of it like Mm. i i'd be interested to see if if worm ever does get published what that does to the community because it's such a great little group right now um yeah i i think obviously it's easier to to notice a bad egg in a small community um yeah something interesting actually that that i hadn't really occurred to me that the before now is while it's it's so rare that you will see a creator be involved in their community as the thing they're creating is being made. Um, possibly the only parallel is a show like Arrow where some of the, the creative team have come in between seasons and you can kind of feel the effect of that in the next season. But that's even that's not as the show's being made. That's uh, getting feedback and then making another season. Yeah, and I, I mean, because Worm and Ward are the only serialized things I, I've ever read. Like, mm. I've never done any 
web serial stuff. So presumably it's it's more common in the sort of web serial mm. thing just because mm. of the nature of the sorts of people who would even do web serials. Yeah. Um, but y- yeah, I agree. Like, you know, so Wildbo, the author, is is very present in the subreddit and... Mm. You know, my my favorite part, my favorite comments are the ones where somebody suggests a theory about something in the world, and the top comment will just be Wildbo just saying no. Nope. <laughs> um, or, or I've I've seen a few threads where he's ban- he's banned people because they weren't, weren't contributing and stuff. So it's yeah. uh, it was um there was one in in so because the 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 team in Ward is quite new, there's been a lot of speculation about names for the for them when they become capes, and um, yeah, <laughs> there was a suggestion that was getting thrown around for a name that was getting quite heavily backed in the community. And then in this week's episode, uh, sorry, in this week's chapter of, of Ward, um, Wildbo very clearly hung a lampshade on the fact that that <laughs> name wasn't going to be the name. And I was like, that just wouldn't happen in something else. I was pretty crushed. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's been other ones. Like, I think, um, yeah, there were theories about, uh, there was a theory about whether Kenzie was projecting an illusion over her actual body yep. to sort of do things and then it was like again a a week later there was a chapter where kenzie sort of explicitly said she didn't do that which is either foreshadowing or just wildbo shutting down uh, a fan theory yeah and i would point to um in in the glowworm prequel there was a character called malek that that had five lines and immediately became a meme on the subreddit five perfectly delivered lines in the the uh, audio book yeah thanks elliot um for those of you who don't know, Elliot is featured as this character in the audiobook, which is perfect casting. Um, but yeah, so so this character became a, an instant meme on the subreddit, and then the very next episode they were banned from the forums just because yeah. you can kind of feel while well being like, oh shit, what have I done? Well, undo, <laughs> control Z. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously that's not good or bad with regards to the quality of the story. It just... Uh, kind of is symptomatic of a very interesting phenomena in in this which is a new media yeah. format and i think that's uh fascinating i i'd be interested to see i think the other the other side of this coin would be you know if if he does have a cool reveal sort of set up and then he sees that you know it's it's heavily predicted or something whether that would impact the direction he takes mm. the story because I, I mean I, and i'm going back to like um you know the, the old tv show yeah. lost yeah. yeah they it was obviously going to be purgatory but everyone picked it so then they're like no it's not that and then we just ended up with a, a smoke con- convoluted disaster yeah. at the end because it was basically purgatory but not really yeah um, um and i mean i i've i've learned to have faith in in wild Bo that something like that wouldn't happen but I, I wonder if there are just sort of little things that get changed around based on not not necessarily feedback, but more just how the community is just sort of predicting and yeah. and, and shaping discussing the story. Something. Yeah, I, but you know, I, I think it's probably impossible to know that to an extent, um, unless Wabu himself ends up talking about it. Yeah, and, and even then, I mean, it, it'd be hard to know if if there's even subconscious effects on him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's probably something that, as a creator, you have to be very careful about. Um, mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're hit, we're about hitting the 30 minute mark, Elliot, <laughs> as expected. Um, is there more ward stuff that you want to talk about? Or should we kind of wrap it up there? Um, I, I think I've got to draw the line somewhere. So yeah, may as well. fair. <laughs> um, look in case it needed to be said, worm was great. Ward is great. If you want to check out ward and you haven't checked out worm, check out worm, check out our episode about it. Yeah. It's great. We love it. Um, Everyone I probably love should have said this earlier on, but um, I, I've heard that the the first episode of We've Got Worm or We've Got Ward is a good substitute for 
actually starting. So if you're mm. not sure that you want to read it, um, there's just a one hour podcast episode that sort of doesn't really have any spoilers because it just goes over the first, the first six arc. chapters. Yeah, totally and, fair. Um, and, you know, just sort of gives you an idea about what it's like and, and that can be a good way if you're not really sure you want to jump in. And uh, why the, the Matt, one of the hosts of, of We've Got Worm, is, is so passionate about it, which I think is helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, cool. So uh, that's that's Media MD for this week. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook if you want to interact with this show. If you'd like to help us out, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which we would very much appreciate. Um, if you want, you can check out our website where you can find links to do all those things that I just mentioned, as well as links to discussion threads uh, on the subreddit. If you leave comments on that, we might feature them on the show. Um, you can contact us through there, and there are also all the previous clues for the Media MD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why is his wretch so autonomous. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this week's clue? Scarf. Scarf. And we will see you next week for more discussion of Dirk Gently's holistic detective agency. Boy, 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 boy,